All right, folks. The final splash play best ball draft of the season. Spags, I don't know if we're going to be able to uh, top a baby announcement today and eating an entire pizza in 15 minutes, but we're going to try our best. That is all we can do is try. We already have some questions from our boy Lou in the chat asking, is it the final splash play or the final best ball draft? Well, that ambiguity will be answered right after this intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. We are one week out from NFL season, and I am Chris Spaggs, joined by the man who is the king of all the best ball drafts, I guess, depending on the results. But you know him, you love him. He's Peter Overzet. How are you doing, Pete? Uh, I was laughing at this comment. Uh, Pete's feeling exhausted from all the videos lately. Best ball feeling more like a job. Um, it literally is my job. Uh, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, so yes, it is a job and I love this job. Yeah, Josh actually, uh, Josh, Pete, I don't know if you have the link if you want to let anybody into the draft, but Josh was DMing me before the show trying to get to the draft. He is one of our regulars, so I do want to give him this chance here. And really anybody else uh, out there to get into the draft. So, so I, I will say, so uh, the the chat was discussing this dynamic on underdog. Normally we've been hopping in one of the tournaments. We did a bunch of puppies. We did a best mm -hmm. ball mania last week. There is no direct link. You just go to the underdog fantasy lobby. We enter it and we hope we all get in the same draft. That said, I'm open. I can also create a private 12 man league. There won't be a okay. million dollars at top, but if we want to all draft together and I can share a link, we could do a private link. So it just depends what people. Oh, actually, I guess I could draft too because I do have a computer here going. I do want to keep the chat up, but yeah, I, we could do it that way. I think. You want me to make like a like a five or ten dollar? Yeah, yeah. Make a private, private league. That way, I can get Mike Davis, and we have to talk about some Mike Davis too. But let's let's tease that for a second. First of all, if you're watching on Peach Channel, watch it on the Splash Play Channel. Um, just give us a like. It helps us out a bunch here. Of course, subscribe because we're putting out a lot of content. And I think it's time to tease the announcement here. So if you've been following on Twitter, you might have seen. I retweeted it. I'm not. A, a notes app guy who, for my career announcements or anything, but I did make a move this week that we teased on the show, but going to Edge Sports, I'm now the VP of content over there. Uh, Edge Sports, best known for Football Outsiders is one of their brands, but that is my job now. And the good news is that Splash Play is in fact not ending. And in fact, we are going to go to three days a week as part of what Edge Sports is doing. So they are kind enough to give me uh, the runway here to trust that I could bring in this vagabond Peter Overzet, this, this ne'er-do-well really is what I think he's been classified as, but um, I am very excited to be doing it, excited to do more shows, Pete. And uh, we don't know where we're going to be. It might be on the Football Outsiders channel, might be on the Edge Sports channel. We're figuring that part out. But this is a move for us, Pete. We've been, we started the show too late last year to get anything going. And now we are finally maybe accomplishing something that is actually going to make you money. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the long con, you know, we're no longer doing this for the love of the game. It's time to get paid. No, uh, I'm very excited for you, Spags. I know you've had uh, a I think tumultuous would maybe be the word as far as your chaotic, um, chaotic summer chaotic. of meetings and yeah, lots of stuff, lots of fun people I talk to. Yeah. Uh, so you've had, you've had a lot going on, you know, stuff, uh, slipping through your fingers. I know you've done a ton of meetings, a ton of interviews, all that stuff. So very excited for you. The new baby, the new job edge sports is awesome. Uh, I think it's a great fit for kind of the style of fantasy content we're doing at Splash Play. And I think we probably meet them in the middle of what they're already doing and then bringing them something that uh, they probably don't have under their network as maybe the VP of content might've realized. Yeah, no, no nepotism at all here. Me, the first action I do is getting uh, one of my closest content friends paid, but no, I'm excited. It's a move for us that we wanted to make. You know, Pete's time is precious as you guys know. So um, it's, it's good to be able to get him in the mix and amongst his many ventures, but um, it's going to be a good one for us. So keep your eyes peeled there of course follow at splash play uh splash play pod in addition to at chris bags and at peter Overzet, because we're going to keep you guys in the loop when we go to that three day a week schedule will probably be um after week one i think is how that looks but we'll figure that out post the holiday but yeah um exciting stuff there let's talk mike davis real fast pete i am in the underdog draft room it looks like we need four more people in there so click that link if you did want to get in um and this fucking this, this guy josh better be in the room <laughs> after, after he specifically requested it he better get into this underdog room 
Josh is, uh, it, I think it was, was it, I can't, I've done so many streams, but Josh was the guy on one of my streams that was just begging me to take Julio Jones, uh, and I did. Then he was begging us to make a private league with a link, and we did that. I mean, we are just here at Josh's service, apparently. Look, we care about the people out there. We are we are men of the community, so please go click that link. And um, and also, you know, obviously, ladies, too. I know we do have some ladies in the audience. We want you in there. Help us get the diversity going instead of just a bunch of white guys enthusiastically doing best ball drafts. Mike Davis, Pete, I know we talked about him a lot, but he has become quite the hubbub on social media where I retweeted one tweet, uh, tweet from Jake Seeley, the all-in kid who's doing some content for Beth CV and a bunch of other stuff out there uh, talking about the Falcons backfield. And I think I had like 900 likes on it or something. People who are pro Mike Davis. Josh Norris also tweeting from Fantasy Angle. The real statement here is how much faith this team has in Mike Davis after they released Kadri Allison, brought in Wayne Gallman. And I'll, I'll read Josh's follow-up tweet. Of course, Josh, a splash play guest alumni here uh, saying, I love Mike Davis. That's my evaluation and bias. He was legit good last season in both phases of offense. It was given $3 million when the Falcons had nothing to spend. Now he gets a red zone wizard calling plays was first and second in touchdown success rate. Pete, where are we landing with Mike Davis now that it seems like all the sharps out there talking about Mike Davis? Uh, I th- It might have came out a little later today, but uh, I don't know if you saw, I dedicated the whole intro of the uh, the newsletter today to the Mike Davis saga, uh, you know, tearing apart Fantasy Nation. I didn't, I didn't read of- it yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I uh, I thought I had a very uh, measured kind of look at the situation. And then I threw a little haymaker at Mike Davis at the end. You uh, so uh, yeah, to me, the whole thing is like, if you're, if you're shaking around Mike Davis's value, whether it's Quadre Olison or Wayne Gallman, to me, that's illustrating how fragile the projection is in the first place. We didn't move Alvin Kamara's projection when it was going to be Tony Jones instead of Latavius Murray because it's immaterial to how good Alvin Kamara is. I think just the fact that we get scared be- because of Allison or Gallman or whatever shows that like he is a fragile pick. I-, I do see the case for upside, but there is a lot of fragility. He's still not the type of profile, the type of guy I want to make a bet on there. I think there's a lot of opportunity costs with the wide receivers you have to pass on, yada, yada, yada. It's time for the games to start and we can settle this on the field. <laughs> the thing for me, and this is going to be something where if you are like me, a Mike Davis believer, um, week one is going to, I think, shine very favorably favorably upon you with them going against Philadelphia, a team that's defense is depleted, that I also think that game's going to have some offense. I think week one, you're going to see a lot of Mike Davis victory laps. And then, you know, knowing what I know of the betting and DFS worlds. Also, fuck, we're, we're down to two people left. To- <laughs> yeah, I can. I can- I can uh, I can post it on Twitter. Yeah, please. Can we get two people in this underdog giraffe? I see there's like we got 50 people in the live chat right now. Somebody please join this giraffe so we can finish it up. Um, but I do think week one is going to be a strong one for Mike Davis. And then knowing what I know, everybody will be victory lapping. Mike Davis going like, see, told you so. And then week two, he's going to have like 20 carries for f- like five yards. And that's going to be <laughs> the end of the experiment. But week one will be the salad days of Mike Davis. That much I am confident in. Um any other news that I guess caught your eye? I feel like the one that we didn't talk about uh, much or because it wasn't clear last Friday, Deshaun Watson uh, being a guy that is, uh, I guess, potentially just going to be not playing and getting paid by the Texans. Do you think that's how that's going to work out? Because it seems like it's impossible to trade from at this point in the year. Yeah, I think it's impossible. I think there was just the one quote that the owner, uh, you know, had interest in him, which I think, again, like my take has been maybe not great for Tua's like long-term, you know, dynasty value if the team isn't high on him. But for this year, I don't think that deal gets done. We've already seen uh, uh, Flores go on the record. They want the character guys in the locker room. The Dolphins have been doing everything right. I just think this is all uh, kind of absurd, and I don't think Watson plays a snap this year. Uh, one thing in the chat, FF Doom saying Salad Days Spags a Mac DeMarco fan. I don't even know who that is. I just know oh. Sal- Salad Days is a Julius Caesar reference. Uh, well, Salad Days is just a term on its own, and it's also an incredible song by Mac DeMarco. That's a great <laughs> reference, uh, FF Doom. It's a very good song. He's like, I don't know, a, 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 a like a Canadian singer songwriter. Okay. Yeah. It, but anyways, great song. Uh, but Salad Days, I think, stands alone from uh, Mac DeMarco. What a name. His name, his full name is McBriar Samuel Lanyon DeMarco. <laughs> <laughs> Pretentious name for a man uh, who I did not know existed until right now. 
Look at this bag, you and me back to back. Um, I kind of what if I got my one of my only Mike Davis shares in this draft just to snipe <laughs> snipe you out? I think that'd be very hurtful, is what I think. But uh, we'll see. You know, maybe I won't take Mike Davis. Maybe I'll be the swerve here. Is that Mike Davis and Melvin Gordon go to somebody else, and that's how I get ahead here? But uh, let's see. First picks moving along at a reasonable rate. Do you so Alvin Kamara going number one? I've seen a lot more lately. I haven't done a ton of best ball drafts because I've been busy trying to figure everything in my life out. Um, but are you buying in on this? Like, I think he's going to be in a better situation with Jameis Winston at QB, but I don't think he should go above McCaffrey or Cook yet. Um, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Kamara over Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, I do, I've come around on Kamara over Cook. Like, I buy that and I get it, but you're still the best case scenario for Alvin Kamara is what McCaffrey does whenever he's healthy. So I, yeah. I don't know why, why you make that bet instead of just grabbing McCaffrey, but uh, I love the conviction, the huevos it took to do that. Yeah. I could see going Kamara over cook a little bit more. I think I'm on the same page with you putting him at a Henry. I really have no issue with either, but yeah, McCaffrey, I, I think maybe people are a little more afraid of Chubba taking some touches behind him, but even if he does, I feel like it's a fractional amount of touches that go away. Wow, Willis already regretting his big dog pick. Uh, we'll see if if the splash play room might be different than a ship chasing room. We shall see. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic for our people here who are in this room, and uh, I like the name Mizzle Fries. I'd be curious. It sounds like a delicious food item at some restaurant that I would never go to. Bags, um, talk us through. Show us how the sausage gets made on this pick. All right, so Stefan Diggs is here. He is the guy to me. The running backs I do not like uh, at this point in the draft. So for me, I think this is an easy one, though. I do have to say I am kind of buying into the Austin Eckler hype a little more in my mind, where I think that's more of a DFS play for me than I think taking him where he's probably going to get drafted. But um, I think to me, just taking Diggs, like I have really no reservations with Diggs at all. And I think he's got probably one of the best shots to be a wide receiver, the overall wide receiver one this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very stoked on Diggs. He's, uh, uh, he's just an auto pick for me in that spot. Once Adams Hill and Kelsey are off the board, uh, I love taking Diggs, and you see Ridley go right after him. So, uh, in a room like this, you, you, you put the, uh, the screws to the people at the 11, 12 turn, um, because now they really, if they want ride receivers are really having to kind of reach relative to ADP. So, uh, I can't imagine making another pick other than Diggs there. Yeah. And uh, also I do feel like um, Josh here coming in and taking Devonte Adams that highly. How do you feel about our boy Josh who requested this draft was very bullish on it. And we're basically doing it for him. This is like Josh's make a wish, even though I think he's <laughs> fully healthy and functional and a lovely human being. Um, how do you feel about him taking Devonte Adams above all these other guys at wide receiver? Uh, no, I, I like it. I think it's a pretty flat tier. I think you can make good cases for Adams Hill or Diggs. Uh, I did a draft with Eric Bime for last week where we took Devonte Adams at one Oh two, uh, just to get really funky and get some interesting pairings at pick 23 and 26. So, uh, you're going to get no complaints about Devonte Adams. We took him in our FFPC main event last night from either 110 or 111 he fell all the way there and that was a smash wait so is your best ball draft i wouldn't say marathon but your i guess uh cal ripkin like best ball draft streak when is the final one of that is that today that's this is now yeah this is it? okay this is my final i mean I'll, I'll probably i i need to figure out what my tuesday schedule is going to be i might have but as far as the branded 12 days of best ball yes that is over <laughs> okay um all right so this is a tough one i know i should go tight end but I do think, oh man, I think Peyton Barber being released is a very good sign for this young man. Come on down, Antonio Gibson. Young Christian McCaffrey is what I'm going to coin for him. I think that's, nobody said that all offseason. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, they, they call him, uh, what, run CMC? Is, or, uh, let's see here. I'm run AG. <laughs> um, all right, I'll take, uh, I'll take Saquon. I was going to take Darren Waller. Like I, I think taking tight end would have been the most optimal move for me right now. But um, I think Gibson just getting rid of Barber to me is so huge. Did you see, by the way, that Barber signed with the Raiders that he's just going to be there doing Josh Jacobs work while running into the line and falling down after three yards? I yeah, I mean, at least Josh Jacobs is more appropriately priced uh, this year. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was going at the one two turn last year. Um, but yeah, you're, you're just, you're going to just be in so much pain, uh, as you sweat Josh Jacobs.
I so okay. How are we feeling about the team so far? I feel like honestly, some of these guys going a little bit earlier than I would have expected. Like uh, Jefferson, I I, like, I think it's a reasonable pick, but it does feel like we're getting a little bit wide receiver heavier here with uh, some of the running backs. I think maybe falling more in this room than they might in other rooms. Yeah, I'm probably going to get punished too. I I could have reached for CD Lamb there, knowing how this room was going to go. Um, but yes, I'm going to have to take uh, a ton of wide receivers, uh, to, uh, as Pat Crane likes to say, get ahead of this, uh, avalanche, which, uh, it's starting early here. I thought maybe for a second it would be different than a ship chasing room, but I think we're once Keenan Allen and CD go in the second, we're on that trajectory. One guy that I do think I just want to, I'm not going to say plant a flag though. I guess we do have to do our, my guys show. I don't know if we, I think last year we did that kind of thumbing our nose at it, but I still think we have to probably do that next week to sort of lead in. Um, but one of my guys who I'm intrigued by, and I do think is undervalued. I'm just not sure to what extent Joe Mixon, like the fact that he's still sitting there right now, he was getting so many touches from the Bengals and they, I know people think this team is going to air it out a lot more this year, but I still think Mixon's going to be very live to have, you know, 20 to 25 touches in any given game and have good touchdown equity, have some better pass game equity. No geo. Like I think Mixon's a guy that people sleep on a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's, I think he's fine. Uh, and the fact that he's still on the board is, uh, is pretty nice. I, I think I was talking about this earlier with Nick because we took him in our draft, man, I got the hiccups uh, that he, <laughs> I don't know. He's like Ezekiel Elliott light where I'm not in love with the talent, but I like betting on the Bengals offense. And if the offense is really good, I mean, Mexican is going to be the guy that falls in the end zone a bunch. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, to me too, the one thing that jumped out with the play calling last year was that they were very slow in terms of pace of play and also definitely leaned on the defense more than you would think. Like the Bengals defense, nobody's thinking is a world beater, but the defense was like, okay, I need to actually dig in a little more with some of the, uh, no, but no plug really here, but the football outsiders DVOA stuff, I am going to incorporate a little more. It's my process this year. Um, after honestly not paying enough attention to last year, I just kind of focused in on the core numbers, but now that I have access to it and sort of understand it a little better. Um, I think to me, that's, that's something that I'm intrigued by, but, um, yeah, mix it undervalued and I would take him ahead of CEH. So I'm glad somebody actually did do that. Right. Yeah. I, I almost just took CEH there, um, just for fun, but, uh, I know, I know what's about to come. All right. Now we have some good guys here. I I'm thinking wide receiver. I don't want to take CEH here. I also feel like just taking Mahomes out of type would be interesting, but I think I'm going to go to. One touchdown, Mike Evans will be my guy. He's not great, but you know what? I do like Mike Evans generally more than the field. And a question I'd have for you, Pete, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, if you had both of them on the board, which one would you take? Dude, that is so hard. Um, <laughs> I guess I've always been an Evans guy slightly, uh, but I really like both of them. And I think I think both are very interesting. I guess my the reason I probably just lean Evans is because I think Antonio Brown is still going to be a big piece of this offense. And I think Brown probably eats a little bit more into Godwin's type of targets than mm -hmm. he does Evans. Yeah. I think the touch on equity for Evans is the one thing for me that probably put me on him a little bit too much for, you know, some of the DFS tournaments last year, but when it paid off, it did pay off pretty decently. So I think I'll, I'm okay with him for a best ball scenario and people pointing out too, Pitts going over Waller going over Kittle. Uh, this, I would say that surprises me, but I do think if you're taking any tight end, that's not Waller, Kittle or Kelsey, like Pitts is the one to take. Cause I think the upside is there for him to get to that level. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I, I think Mizzle had a very nice start. We have the same positional ones, but I like his way better. Um, normally you can't get Kittle in the mid third, but uh, give me Hill, Taylor, Kittle over Kelsey, Saquon, Cooper Cup. I'm curious to see what these next two picks are because I would certainly like to go one direction uh, coming up here. Uh, not, not the band. Honestly, the I'd band. love to go one direction's direction as well. Uh, but I do think there's one guy I want to take and I feel like FF Doom is going to be the one who decides if he, if he fucks me over or not. I don't know if Ken's going to do it. What is Ken? Ken is timing out Adam Thielen. Oh, Adam Thielen. Okay. I don't know. No issue with Adam Thielen. Uh, See, Higgins, all right. Me. Yes, I haven't got, got a lot of this guy in my drafts, but Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, that, that is a stack. There you go. Mm, tasty. Um, I've been drafting a ton of Ayuk, uh, so we'll, we'll grab some Judy here. Okay, I, I'm okay with that. Judy is feel, feels a little high for Judy, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so based on ADP, it definitely is. In this room, it is, it is not. Um, because these no. none of these guys are going to make it back to me. Um, 
normally like in a normal draft, the one I did with Nick earlier, like Ayuk and Judy and Claypool were all available in the mid fifth, but in this round they won't be or in this draft. I uh, I like the Deontay Johnson pick, by the way, by our, our guy Josh, our, our Make a Wish guy Josh. <laughs> I, mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't keep saying that. It's too glib to joke about that. And Make a Wish does a lot of great stuff, but um, I would say that him going with uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson to me, I think is so undervalued. Like I know um, Matt Harmon, who we, I, we didn't have Matt Harmon on the show last year. Right? I don't think we have had no. him. Yeah, we should get Matt Harmon on this year because uh, I'd done the show with him at Osmo before, and I think he's great. Reception perception is a site that he is definitely dedicating a little more focus to while still doing the Yahoo stuff. And I know for him, Deontay Johnson's always great out really well as a route runner and a guy that definitely the target you know suck is kind of there with Claypool with uh, Juju and as well as I think Furmuth is going to be I think a real big red zone danger for those guys but Johnson to me is the one that's like moving the ball up and down the field I think Claypool gets hurt more um, and Juju gets hurt more than I, than Deontay Johnson does because he's to me the most qualified route runner and I think you know a guy like uh, Matt Harmon saying that I think gives me a little more faith in what he's going to do. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind Deontay Johnson. He's not my favorite guy just in that. I think if he's a hit, like he'll be a small hit, you know, like could Deontay Johnson be a third round pick next year? Sure. Do I think Deontay Johnson could be like a second round pick next year? I don't think so. Whereas I think a chase Claypool could have that jump. Like he could be drafted like DK Metcalf is next year. Obviously there's the quarterback concerns and stuff, but I just mean the kind of leap that he could make and how well you get paid off if you hit, but depending on your builds, like in this build here where you do go to running backs, um, you do just want to build in that volume and make sure you're, you're building that out. So I, I don't mind Deontay Johnson. I think he's, I think he's solid. Yep. I think he's a solid play. And I agree too. Like, I don't think he gets that, you know, that wide receiver one anywhere, even near that, probably not even wide receiver five, but you know, for a week to week basis, I think you're going to see some big weeks from him. And that's, you know, the thing that's okay for me. And really you're right that I think the chase Claypool jump is really the big thing that could sort of hurt him because you know, Ben, uh, there's a lot of quotes this week about how Ben likes big bodied guys. And that's why fear is the one that you should probably watch out for. Um, Claypool, same thing applies where, you know, he had a lot of touchdown equity last year that sort of regressed uh, down the back half of that season. But um, if he makes that normal jump that guys do from the rookie year to year two, like he could definitely be somebody that hurts Deontay Johnson in a meaningful way. Yep. Uh, the wide receivers are getting absolutely cleared out here. This is what happens every round. The best, uh, you know, available pick by ADP as a running back. And so you just have to decide how long can you go? Chanel and Robbie Anderson going here. Chanel, by the way, uh, I have to say looked fantastic in preseason. Uh, he did. He looked awesome. <laughs> like, I, I know I, I've kind of dampened uh, or, or rained on your parade with him about as much as one can, but um, I really think that he is, uh, he is an interesting man. I think if, especially, you know, building up that rapport with Trevor Lawrence, like they're going to be in position to do some stuff. I think there, um, do I, do I have to take a running back here? I don't want to overpay this much at wide receiver. This is, this is what happens, Bags. Welcome to one of these rooms. All right. This guy, oh, fuck, this feels so lofty, but uh, I'm going to go wide receiver. Fuck it. I'm gonna just, if you guys are going to do what I'm going to do, I'm going to Devonta Smith, who I believe in, I think, way more than the field does. Sometimes you just have to capitulate. <laughs> yeah, you guys really, the tight ends, the wide receivers, boy, it is a, it is a tough room for that. I, I hate having to do dumpster fire tight ends. That is my least favorite thing to do in a best ball draft. Really? That the the three tight end gross one makes you that's the yeah. yes, that is, I am not a fan. I like getting like earlier in the basketball season. I liked getting pits because I feel like you're getting pits pretty late. And it was like, OK, I think he can get to, you know, the Waller Kittle range. I think he can actually beat out Kittle. But I think, you know, getting even with Waller is probably the best option for him. There are best probability for him there. Um, but yeah, like, what am I going to take? Like Ferkser? <laughs> I don't even uh, whatever is going on in the garbage pile at tight end is not my favorite. Yeah, it's it's honestly really gross. There's like three or four guys I like now. It's like, okay, I like Everett. I like Komet. Um, UK Croft is kind of interesting now. I like Parham. But the, the amount of late round tight ends that you can get excited about is so thin. Are you, have you started to prep for week one, by the way? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I just recorded. So um, one thing I'm doing this year um, with Run the Sims is I'm doing a first look DFS salary thing on Pat Mayo's channel. And so I actually just shipped him that over. I recorded it right before we hopped on. So this, that was my first kind of run through the salaries. And uh, it's crazy to see how many 
insane values there are uh, just by a points per dollar metric. And a lot of them are the rookies. You know, all the rookie wide receivers are super cheap. Um, the rookie quarterbacks are very cheap. So I think that's going to be one of the interesting dynamics. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I have to point out because we're we're running a show here. I'm not as good at multitasking, paying full attention to the draft while also trying to make conversation with Pete. But uh, Ken here in the chat pointing out saying apologizing, which I appreciate. Um, saying they took Mike Davis and he did in fact take Mike Davis. And I'm going to say no apology needed, Ken. I would have liked to have gotten him, but you know what? I didn't take him myself. That's on me. That's my loss now, much like it'll be the loss of everybody in the industry who has no shares of Mike Davis when he runs for 2000 yards and has 15 touchdowns this year. There you go. Uh, you heard it here first. Someone clipped that. So we get expect you are about to time out, bud. Oh, oh shit. Uh, boom, boom, boom. James Robinson, please. I think you probably got, okay, you got him. Was okay, that who you go. wanted? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wanted him amidst the the shit and the rush there. Um, I probably would have taken Miles Sanders or maybe gone down deeper for wide receiver, but I do like James Robinson. I think he's undervalued now that ATN's uh, not going to be available. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is a beauty. Look at, look at this best available board right here. <laughs> this oh. is how we do it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, honestly, Gus Edwards looking pretty tasty. <laughs> now hanging out this is what happens fact you're gonna fall in love with a running back at every pick and then next thing you're gonna know you only have three wide receivers on your team <laughs> i mean uh i like the thing that sucks is because i do have the digs and allen components like i gotta take the unvaxxed <laughs> bills entire wide receiver core so cole beasley uh like uh what's his face uh, uh davis like all these gabriel davis like all these guys uh man is Emmanuel sanders vax do we know that one uh i of all the guys, I feel like he would be, um, but I don't know. I, I, we need like a, can we get a master list of who's vaxxed? And oh, okay. Here we go. So there is a Yahoo article from Jason Owens, July 23rd, Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, ramp up peer pressure on Cole Beasley to get vaccinated. So Manny Sanders, one of the good ones. There you go. I love that. I can, can you imagine uh, uh, those conversations? Manny Sanders with Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> I like I honestly would love to see it like they should have been the hard knocks team this year that would have been that would have been incredible uh there was no way to them? know like you're you can't go wrong with the Cowboys but boy if they somehow knew that would have been that might have been the highest rated hard knocks just people tuning in for the drama and also kind of fanning the political flames on both sides I feel like the NFL might have treated that like playmakers and shut that down <laughs> real quick <laughs> Yeah, they would have put in a secret call to the HBO's head and been like, yeah, can we not put Cole Beasley? But we would have seen Cole Beasley making his rap. <laughs> wow. That would have yeah. been top top five hard knocks content. Seriously, instead we got, you know, the Cowboys playing chess. Uh, we could have gotten his anti-vax rap. Yeah, the Cowboys definitely more on the football level. They play more checkers, but <laughs> in the actual behind the scenes, they're playing chess. Are these uh, good to you? Do you think? Do you think they're better or worse? Who? Uh, the Cowboys players who play chess are better than who better than you. Oh yes. I'm awful. And I think, I think one of them, was it Amari? I think Amari was actually really good. It sounded like I, I didn't, I have honestly haven't paid that close attention. I had some of the episodes on in the background, but I do remember seeing it and not looking that closely, but, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like you've, you've had the tutoring. You should be like passable be at chess now. Yeah, I should be, but I'm not. Honestly, I feel like given your your clout, you could probably challenge Amari and maybe you might get a response. <laughs> yeah, right. Get, get Peter Jennings involved. See how that goes. <laughs> the problem is, is as I'm sure people in the chat will remind me, I fell off my uh, study regimen. I was, uh, you know, supposed to be doing daily puzzles. I even had it on my calendar and then it just stopped. And now that the season's starting, uh, I don't have a lot of hope for my chess game. When I was in Costa Rica, I was with uh, my girlfriend's family and uh, was you know hanging out with them for the fir for the first time in person. And um, I, okay, let's see wh who am I drafting. I can't can't fuck this up. Boy, we are this wide receiver room is not great. Um, all right, Pittman or Cooks is my question here. Yeah, I thought Pittman. Cooks was your brand guy. He is my brand guy, but Pittman with no Ty Hilton, like they have to yeah. throw to somebody. I, uh, I mean, I, I'm a Pittman guy in that spot, but I'm. I'm honestly getting a little worried. I'm taking cooks, but I'm getting a little worried about Nico Collins. Like the more that I hear about him, the more that I see that he's going to be running basically right alongside cooks. Like if he's good, he's going to hurt cooks materially. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I still think if they are 
we think they're going to be a bad team. They're going to be passing a ton and a ton of negative game scripts. I think there's plenty of room for Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins both to see a decent amount of targets. Let me see. I'm going to look up Nico here and see if he's on PFF's college. No, he's not on the college uh, data for some reason. Okay. I don't know. I don't know my vibe on Nico Collins. I don't know what his uh, his numbers look like. For like for Devonta Smith, I feel good about his conversion to the NFL because he was a really great yard after the catch guy, had a lot of uh, volume in terms of targets and all of that. So all the things that I look for that poured over well to the NFL. Uh, Nico, I don't have those numbers available. But again, if he's good, man, like Nico is going to fuck up that, that Cooks thing pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Cooks has just been consistently good. I think like a dynamic you're looking for, Nico Collins, you know, this big-bodied, athletic, fast guy that comes in and can do a lot with his targets. Like you could use the Chase Claypool comp, and Brandon Cooks is going to be the Deontay Johnson. Like he's going to be the target hog, the one that the quarterback's first read relies on. So I, I think they can both coexist and, and be successful if this offense has a pulse. There's obviously like just full on downside risk in that the offense implodes, but if mm-hmm. the offense is competent, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable that both uh, could pay off ADP. And to be clear, like I don't expect them to be good. I just think they're going to be down so much so frequently that it's going to be a lot of passing volume that goes. So that's to me the main thing. And I'm hoping that Nico ends up being a little more of an underneath guy. Actually, I should look at his player profiler at some point, but that's a question for another time. Um, Marquez Callaway, now the top ADP wide receiver on the board, it looks like. <laughs> Where are you standing with him now? Because I know he's picking up a lot of buzz. I still feel like Trey Quan Smith is a guy that should have a little more value because he's a lower drafted one who... Um, you know, I think a little bigger bodied guy too, but are you buying it on Callaway? Um, I am. And this would be the kind of draft of where to take him because you're not having to compete against. I have tons of Marcus Callaway in the 18th round from June. Like I was stacking him with Winston like there too. So I'm never taking him in the eighth round in best ball mania, but in a self-contained 12 man league, I think, um, shit, I was hoping you'd take Callaway <laughs> and I could take chart. So I'll nope. put my money where my mouth is. And I think, uh, I think Callaway is fine in this environment. Callaway. So the thing for me, and this is one of those things that is sort of tough is like, and you saw it in the preseason, like Callaway has produced whenever he's had the opportunities. He had one really good game last year before he got hurt. Um, I just don't know, like if Traquan being in the mix somehow mitigates that, like I, I have questions about Callaway, but I do too. Yeah. I yeah. do too. Um, there are, there are a lot of things though pointing in his right direction. Uh, the team loves him. They, they didn't even try to bring anyone else in despite, you know, Michael Thomas going down, uh, and the team not seeming that high on Traquan Smith. Uh, Troutman is banged up. It's like Jawan Johnson is the other guy there. I saw, I don't know, Marquez Calloway. He looks good. He looks like he's talented and, and athletic, and then he's earning all these targets. And then he seems like he's a good fit with Winston. I don't know. He he definitely there maybe isn't a ton of upside on the bone at this round cost. Like maybe he could be a, a fifth or sixth round pick next year if he continues to break out. Um, but yeah, this is more just a product of this room and how thin a uh, wide receiver got. I probably should have taken Marquise Brown. Um, but like I said, I'm not getting any Callaway shares in the tournament. So this was this was my chance. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm looking at Callaway's numbers now, and this is also f- so fucking stupid now because I have the job. So I have the laptop that I use here to stream right on this part. I now have the new laptop I have that's like a big one from Edge that's like right here. And then I have my personal laptop over here. And I really feel like I'm in like the shittiest version of Minority Report where it's like I'm just moving around and I don't know where anything is at any given time. I don't know where the messages are coming from. It's just horrifying and not productive in any way. I, oh, I thought you were going to go like you were a precog and you were, you know, uh, you could see the future and knew what I was going to do. No, no. Well, obviously that was, uh, I need to be in my, my, what hyperbaric chamber is what they yeah. had them in. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie when I was a kid. It, just even it, just Tom Cruise touching the screens and shit. I was like, wow, that's like the future's going to be great. Little did I know that it, we would still just be pecking away like savages. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to be doing flying podcasts by now, man. <laughs> We would be in our flying car doing a show and a draft while the, the car takes us wherever we want to go. And instead, just sitting here with a pillow for back support. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know how you do that. You're on a couch, right? Yep. Yeah. So do, do you have a desk? I have, So like I have like a, 
it's not a desk. It's just more like a place that I put the computers and like just uh, so it's at like eye level. So I'm not always yeah. looking down. Um, but like I'm basically I, I don't know. Well, I have to run to spy and see what they're going to do. But either way, um, when we move to the East Coast, I'm building a studio. Like I'm building like myself like a Pat McAfee studio. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That's um, the goal. That's the dream, really, to have your own Pat McAfee studio. Damn it, Mizzle. I was finally going to give in and take a running back. I wanted Trey Sermon there at pick 103. Um, wow. This is really getting wiped out. Just mm -hmm. Oh, you know, there, Melvin Gordon. Mm. I'm going to just, just gonna, <laughs> looking like a snack. I'm just going to plug my nose and take Devonte Parker. Okay. Um, I might go, man, you know, the thing with Gardner Minshew in tow, will Jalen hurts be truly safe? That's the question we all have to ask ourselves. Um, I do like Jalen hurts and I do have Devonta Smith. That sounds nice. But the thing is, like Josh you Allen, have, you already have Allen, yeah. Yeah, like is it is he ever going to beat out Josh Allen? Probably not. Um, you know what? I could wait on this other guy, so I am actually going to take another running back here, and I'm going to go Chase Edmonds. Yep, uh, Chase Edmonds also been a, a hot topic of conversation. We got in a huge debate about him uh, last night on ship chasing uh, because we took him in one of our drafts, an unusual selection for us based on how we normally draft. Uh, so yes, if you want to hear a big chase Edmonds debate, uh, you could check out ship chasing from last what night. side did you land on with that? I was, uh, I was the pro chase Edmonds in okay. this draft. I am we too. got him in the late seventh of our main event. Um, and it was mainly Pat was arguing for Noah Fant as our tight end too. We had taken pits earlier. It is tight end premium. And then we were looking at our later two V twos because we ended up getting Cole Komet and then Zach Moss was also available late. So the two V two was chase Edmonds and Cole Komet in a tight end premium or Noah Fant and Zach Moss. Those would have been kind of the two options we could have had. I just like chase Edmonds because he was so crazy efficient whenever he touched the ball. And like now, you know, you have one less guy who was really getting meaningful touches and Kenyon Drake and James Connor, I'm sure is going to cut some part away, but we know the injury history for him. And, you know, and I think too, just the fact that he was really more of a volume guy than a high production guy for Pittsburgh. Like I think chase Edmonds can, you know, can easily be a guy that has, you know, like running back, you know, top 10 upside. It's just a matter of like, is he going to get the touches? And that's, that's definitely a risk, but I'm willing to take that risk when I already have Gibson and James Robinson. Yeah. Yep. I like Edmonds. Will is surprised I passed on him here. Honestly, I, I, I think he was a good value there, but uh, when we have Cole Beasley going uh one ten, I just wanted to get one more wide receiver here. Um, knowing that I'm going to like all these running backs coming up. Did you see that the two Buffalo receivers? <laughs> like what? If anybody, if, if FF doom takes Manny Sanders, I'll be very sad, <laughs> but Davis over Beasley. Oh, I don't your stack. Yeah. I can't complete the stack now, which honestly is fine. You get your I... Dawson Knox. You love your vomit tight ends. <laughs> oh God. I actually might have to take Dawson Knox just to get somebody in the room, but um, yeah, Manny Sanders, I think has to be the pick for me now. I look, I, I would have liked to get in Beasley. I don't think I need Gabriel Davis for best ball. Like I, I just don't, I just don't see the upside, the pass upside being there. Uh, I disagree. I mean, I think, I think all of that we've, I also was arguing about this with not really arguing because I'm on the side. I think all of these guys uh, can be values. Uh, I, I I think Sanders and Gabe Davis are both awesome picks. These are, you know what? Okay. Uh, this is, this is logical. Okay. What did you take? You, you took Goddard. Yep. Okay. So no, was Sanders off the board? Yeah, he was off the board. I didn't oh, even realize. I was wondering why like people would have taken Davis and Beasley ahead of Sanders, but nope, Sanders is already gone. Okay, then that makes more sense. <laughs> people, people punish me for not taking that. But honestly, though, like 90% of the production went to Diggs last year. I'm not going to sweat it. Yeah, Dawson Knox. That's your guy that the team released uh, Jacob Hollister, who was I, I actually thought might be able to overtake Knox as the tight end one there. I was wrong on that. So uh, there you go. Knox is your guy. There were a lot of cuts. I felt like when I went through like the NFL.com list of just everybody that was cut and I was like, oh, wow. Like, I can't believe that guy didn't like a is still like going for it. Like Trevor Simeon was still on a roster. I think might have been on the was it the Jets. Yeah, I forget where it was, but Saints roster, maybe. But like there are a lot of dudes that are just like still trying. And I, and I feel for those guys. I don't know if you feel that kind of um, synergy with players, but I just feel like, oh, man, like you're just still going after it and like good for you trying. But also like what a downer. I mean, it's, I imagine it's incredibly hard. I can't, you know, you devote your entire life to a specific craft and then you have to make the decision. Do I keep chasing the dragon or do I just rip the bandaid off and maybe feel unfulfilled and empty because this is all I know and love to do? Or do I, you know, potentially 
you know, sunk cost fallacy, you know, put a bunch more time into something where the actual payoff might not be that great. I think if you went to like Bama or something, I would just go back to Tuscaloosa and make a car dealership. Like, I think that's, that'd be my option or really any SEC school, like just make a car dealership, go back there, hang out, have a good life, um, get free drinks at the local bar. But yeah, if you're like Trevor Simeon and you went to like some shitty school, I don't actually don't know where he went to. Um, like, yeah, I'd probably just keep trying and be like, all right, I can, if I'll, if I don't make it, then hopefully the XFL will be back soon enough. There you go. Uh, it's back. It sounds like you've actually thought through this thought experiment a few times. <laughs> Well, it's, it's part of my athlete consulting ventures is that I, I tell them, hey, it's and actually it all boils down to they have a meeting with me and then it's always like, yeah, go back to your college town to make a car dealership. And they're like, <laughs> OK, well, you're always giving that advice. <laughs> um, all right. We're now at the point in the draft where MVS goes pick 123. That's what happens. Hertz goes. That's a nice pick by Willis. Even unstacked. I was thinking about uh, taking him there if he fell. Mm-hmm. I agree. R- rushing QB who, you know, like, you know, that's going to be a part of what they do. I, I really don't ever have an issue. Uh, even in DFS playing them unstacked though for DFS, I'd still probably try to get one guy unless it's Lamar Jackson. Then don't take that trap. <laughs> I think uh, that worked sh- out zero times last year, just for the record, the Lamar Jackson stacks. Um, y- yeah, uh, that was rough. I mean, yeah, we kept trying to hit it with Mark Andrews or Marquise Brown and, I think there was like one. I think even in the ride or die picks, we were trying pretty frequently and it did not work out in any way. (laughs) No, Um, I'm uh, this year. I'm uh, tracking my picks with bet spurt. So I'll be able to really start to put my uh, my uh, my public record with my ride or die picks will probably end up getting tracked on my uh, my bet spurts uh, record as well. So. We're going to really have the receipts this year, Spags, to see how this went down. I like that you got a Betsperts deal, too. Is there, you're, you're really going to be the guy who has a deal with ever. You're like a NASCAR driver. I thought you were going to say whore. Uh, NASCAR <laughs> driver is good, too. Either um, or. Yes. The, uh, um, the link is down below if you guys want to get on the app and follow me on there. It is completely free. Uh, and I'm I'm honestly dreading it because I'm not a good sports better. Uh, so it'll be it'll be pretty bad. I'll have one of those like Rovellian, you know, uh, records just on my app at all times. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the ride. We actually have to figure out how to make that a little bit of a bigger deal because we had some good picks. Like obviously, you know, uh, the season long winner was me. The week to week winner was also me. You know, we, we don't want to, we don't need to talk about that, Pete, but we need to do more, I think, to, to make that a thing because there's nothing like the ride or die picks out there. If you're not familiar, if you weren't following the show last year, we do DFS picks. Now when we do straight bets, we do prop bets. Like uh, we negotiate it and argue with each other, like a, like an old married couple. There's a lot of fun that goes into the ride or die picks that I think just doesn't exist out there. Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> am I doing bankroll challenge this year? So I'm doing like the same shows I was last year. Last year, people were, um, giving me shit that I was like winning, but it wasn't in the official bankroll challenge. I am going to do log my single entry tournaments again this year, even if it's not exclusively what I'm playing. Maybe I should think of expanding it from tracking just the spy. I need to think that through Lou. I'm planning on just donating all the money until NBA season starts. That's (laughs) I'm I'm maxing out the Millie maker week one. I'm just going to do all that. Yeah. Wow. Why, why the, why maxing out the week one? Uh, cause it's, well, a, it's $5 entry and, um, Oh, okay. I forgot yeah. that it was the five. I was going to say that's 25 is a, is a lot different than five, but yeah, I'm basically just going to do what I was doing for NBA, which, you know, um, I, even though I'm not working with Osmo and I should give, you know, I will, I will give them the love cause I'm doing their show on the contrary next week, but obviously a place that taught me everything that I know about DFS and made me better in a way that, um, you know, I would not have gone on my own, but I'll be using still, you know, a lot of their data. I, you know, I'm going to try to incorporate some edge sports stuff for myself as well. Uh, but that is going to be what I'm doing and doing my MBA process for it. And now oh, this fucking, <laughs> this draft is real tough. This is uh, what happens. It, it always seems like we're going to have a fun time. And then it's one of the more efficient draft rooms and you hate every selection. All right. Well, I'll take Traquan Smith, I guess, to get leverage on your Marquez Callaway. Just uh, not a spite. <laughs> you're, you're making picks, uh, spite picks on me. Um, um, I went yeah. ahead and so I, I'm using this again. I, I haven't been drafting a ton of Sony in the tournaments just because I have a couple later shares. Um, and uh, I already have the Stafford in cup. So I figure keep rolling uh, with the Rams here. 
Also, I'm seeing 75 people in the chat right now, but only 18 likes on Pete's channel. So help us out. Hit that like button if you can. We appreciate it. A bunch does help Pete's stuff get seen by more people, helps this show get seen by more people. If you're watching on the Splash Play channel as well, hit a like, uh, you know, hit a like really on anything on YouTube if you can. I know it's it feels like it's asking a lot when we're doing these shows, but really like it just is a good thing to give your your favorite creators a chance to be seen by more people. So help us out and smash that like even. Why not? Tickle it. Tickle it tenderly. Don't uh, don't beat yourself up. Uh, I feel the exact same way. I think we all feel like our wide receivers suck. So we're all we're all in this together. <laughs> I uh, yeah, my wide receivers, I think, fell off a little bit earlier than I would like. But I think I, we've got a good room. Definitely good morale, guys. I would say <laughs> Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans. I feel like they have a lot to talk about in the wide receiver room. Yep. Um, I will, uh, I'll probably, I think with this build, I'm still going to try to get to nine wide receivers, but I'm just sitting out if they're going to be like true, uh, true punts down the, uh, the road. Yeah. I, I, I really, is there a team that you've seen that is drafting here that you feel like is really crushing it? I, I'm not paying the close attention to the big board. Um, but anybody you feel like is really doing a good job working in this room? Um, I like, um, man, I was going to say I like Frito's team from the 12, but I don't like taking Russ Wilson when you already have Lamar Jackson. But I do think just ripping wide receivers early in this room was the way to go. I got a little faked out early. I thought it might not be a crazy wide receiver room. Um, FF Doom, I think, uh, has played this well. He gets CH and Hunt at extreme values. Um, and is patient here rounding it out. He looks pretty loaded. Um, I don't know what other Willis's team looks good. He gets the Henry anchor and then grabs a ton of running backs or uh, wide receivers. What stands out to you? I think Willis, I, I do like his draft here. Like I think that Damian Harris, I'm a little worried about Ramondre Stevenson just because he looks so good. But um, I think that somebody like the running back room is going to really benefit from just having Mac Jones at QB. Um, so that's that to me. That's a really solid pick. Um, let's see. Uh, was Madison going? Uh, I, I think this Madison team, um, for cuckoo for Condis, I think is not terrible either. Like getting Gus Edwards, I think is a little bit undervalued. Um, I'm, I just keep losing the guys, but wide receivers, maybe not my preferred choice, but Keenan Allen, I think is one guy that if the health is there, like he should be good. It's just it, the health is always kind of the tough thing to, to pinpoint with him. Yeah. Um, I am trying to figure out how to play this. Um, I think I'm going to do Tua to stack up with Parker and then just be done at quarterback. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to reach for a wide receiver is what I'm going to have to do. Uh, I don't like Bateman, especially with the injury. I Josh Palmer, the pathway's there. I just feel so. Get your guy like, Nico and then you don't have to worry about it. You know what? Good point. Good point. I could, I'll reach for Nico instead. You, you talked me into it. Yeah. Oh, and now I can complete that Texan stack. Mm. <laughs> oh, juicy. So <laughs> this is, this is a thing we've talked about like all year on ship chasing. It is a relatively unique to some of these friends and family drafts to like the puppy two draft, which was way more wide receiver heavy than your typical best ball mania draft. But it, it you get tricked because what I like to say is that in those kind of rooms, the best pick available always looks like a running back. And so you just have to ask yourself, if you take the value, like, oh, Nick Chubb fell at the end of the second round, I got to take that. Well, then in the second round, CH yeah. is the faller. And then in the fourth round, Swift is the faller. So there's always going to be the faller. And so I, what I've learned in these rooms is you need to just keep hammering wide receiver, and then you can still get your running back values late because otherwise the script flips on you and you are having to take a wide receiver 40 picks ahead of ADP. So here's one, and this is completely incidental. I'm falling into it, but Willis is laughing at me having a Houston stack. Here's why I'll push back at that. They're going to be bad. We know they're going to be bad. And the one thing you know is that teams are going to have to throw. I know Jacksonville kind of, you know, maybe upset this a little bit with how they handled James Robinson last year, but I don't, the, the issue with the Houston team is really, I don't know to put it QB with, <laughs> with this stack, but having cooks and Collins, like they're going to be down three touchdowns. I think like every week, 
I think he was laughing at you saying you would complete the stack with the oh. quarterback. Uh, oh. I think I think Collins and Cooks uh, are completely fine. Okay, I was trying. I I thought I had to make the case a little bit more. Like, and this is you know more the way I'm viewing it. And then again, it's more of a DFS mindset. But like the game flow thing to me is really important. Where I just if Houston's going to be bad, like the the receivers aren't good, but there's going to be pass volume, and I think that's why I'm willing to take the stab. But I would agree. Like I have no faith Tyrod Taylor will be there. By week two, though, like he probably won't get a needle in his his lung or whatever his rib, <laughs> like he did last year. That that didn't sound like fun. No, it did not sound like fun. Uh, Diami goes. Uh, that's mm. a nice pick in this room uh, to get him at pick one fifty nine. It feels like. Ooh, one. Oh, there is one nice little. Jameis is going too low, and I think that's more because of him not being the starter. So like the ADP is low enough that he just doesn't come up on people's boards, but. Him having a like a 158 ADP, like Jameis is could be a top 10 QB. You're gonna have the interceptions, obviously, but he'll still score. Yeah. No, I I, I definitely see that. All right. What do I do here? I need a tight end, but they're all bad. Um Nicole's gone. Goddard, uh, Everett. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take Byron Bringle here and hope that he somehow beats out Demarcus Robinson for the wide receiver three job. I also I- think Nicole Hardman is one guy I've got none of Pete. And I'm sorry, if you have another point, you can, uh, I was just going to real say, I, I don't need to take, uh, the second tight end this early. Cause I have Kelsey, but Gesicki at pick 162 and to complete my double stack with Tua feels like, uh, worth doing. Well, Tua, Tua, I, I have to say that, like you mentioned it earlier, the, the reports about, um, you know, Brian Flores going out and saying like, Hey, like Tua's our guy. Like we, we want high character guys, but like, clearly there was something there with them sniffing around to Sean Watson. I do wonder if that is a little bit of a sign that maybe Tua has not advanced as much as some of the media reports out there, which would make me feel good after digging my heels on the Tua's bad stance and then kind of walked it back just out of fear that I'm going to be wrong. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I haven't kind of wavered on Tua and, you know, he would have been a guy like if his price really rose and he ended up in that like 110 range right around or even in the range of fields and lands like i would still i think prefer those guys but his adp is just kind of stuck uh where it's been all off season and i just i don't know i continue to draft him he's an easy guy to um to set up the stack because there are three options right there like boom rounds eight nine ten you know waddle fuller parker you get one of those you get two as your second qb um yeah so it's it's been like a comfortable thing for me to do um and I don't know. I'm, I'm still confident that he can pay pay off this cost. I also want to believe that our guy Josh just took Jameis Winston because I mentioned that uh, Jameis Winston was undervalued. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that even if Josh doesn't agree. I just queried by uh, running back and wide receiver because I'm done taking quarterbacks and tight ends. And it appears as if I only queried for running backs. <laughs> <laughs> It's, there are a lot of running backs that remain unwanted. And I think that's, that's sad. It's sad for the running back community more than anything. It is, you know, the running back community, they've had a rough go of it. Um, they're back to the drawing board. They need to tighten up their messaging. Um, they're, they're under siege and, uh, they, their backs against the wall. I, I do think like there should almost be like a running back tax credit for like these guys were like, if you take a Najee Harris or something, it's like, oh, well, okay, you get $8 million off the salary cap that you can give to the running back while he is being run into the ground by the team that's using him. That, that, that would be good. They honestly do need to kind of fix something like that. The way it's set up that these guys get the, the cheap, you know, rookie contracts or whatever, they get run into the ground and then no other team wants to overpay for them. <laughs> I also have to say Ryan Fitzpatrick going that low. I don't agree with that one. Like I yeah. think he's, he is in a really good spot. Like the one thing that's going to be inhibiting again, talking about game flow, like the defense is good last year and should be a little better with uh, some of the young guys having another year under their belt. But like Fitzpatrick is going to have the keys to the kingdom as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, I I'm with you. I Fitzpatrick, I would say Fitzpatrick and Tua are like my two kind of safety nets at quarterback where I know that if I don't get something I like, uh, before, like I'm grabbing one of those guys and I feel good about their ability to access uh, a big ceiling. I think, I think Fitzpatrick is a great pick. If Fitzpatrick stays healthy all year and this all, I'll hot take this one. If he stays healthy all year, I do think that there is a chance a, and I would say a decent chance that a Fitzpatrick McLaurin grouping in a best ball tournament is the winning lineup overall. 
Uh, yeah, I could definitely see it. Uh, I want to tease Willis, who's been very bearish on Michael Carter from what I've seen from the chats. He finally found a price point, uh, and I would agree that Michael Carter at pick 172 uh, is the uh, the price where you could take him there. Uh, wait, why can I? We're going to go James White here. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> I had already flagged this guy as the one that I'm taking, so that's interesting. <laughs> Who? Stevenson? Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, dude looks good, man. He looked very he good. Does look like, good. So did Damian Harris. Like Damian Harris is, uh, you know, definitely not a, a bad running back by any stretch. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. So in this build, it was more just I'm when I'm doing kind of this very thin running back stuff. Um, you know, it's like I think of Barkley as holding down my one spot, and then Dylan and Michelle, like there's uncertainty to what their roles would be. I think both have really big upside, but there's also scenarios where they're just not very involved. And then James White, you know, could just give me the floor there. If I need some time for, you know, the chaos of the season, whether with Aaron Jones or Henderson to kick in and those guys really start to pay off. White is the guy that I think is just going to catch, you know, five to six balls right out of the gate and give me those 10 points I need to stay alive. There's actually this. For, uh, I don't know what it was that you about what you were saying there. It might be the Sony Michelle part, but there's a thing that we're doing for football outsiders, or that you know that they're doing that I'm just stepping into now called the loser league, where you have to pick guys that are like. So it's not just picking guys who are going to get like no touches. It's picking guys that are going to get touches but suck, and like get carries but suck. And that's like a much harder thing. And check it out if you want out there. The prize actually is tickets to the Super Bowl. So I um, mean, the runner-up prize is like tick uh, is a PlayStation Five, and they like actually they they're going all out for it. But um, it's on football outsider site. I think it like slash loser league if you go there but like it's harder than you would think to figure this stuff out like i was like andy dalton was a lock qb for me going against the rams in week one but besides that like figuring out guys who are gonna get enough volume that you don't get penalized and then also they're gonna suck like is a much harder thing than you would think yeah uh i agree with that um also you're quite the nascar driver with that plug uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, I, I mean, the thing is, Pete, like, you know, I'm, I'm not getting paid extra for my plugs. They're just, it's a more of a flat rate thing. <laughs> um, all right. What am I going to do here? I'll keep taking, I like Philip Lindsay. I, um, oh, man. I thought I was on the clock. I just no, no, tipped you... my hand to your Houston <laughs> stack. What am I doing? Yeah. I mean, I guess Philip Lindsay's a pretty solid play. I think I have enough at running back, though, that I don't need to go another one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll just out of spite again. <laughs> wow. Why not? Brutal. But like, I can't it... believe I let you sneak in a, a spite pick. Isn't Mark Ingram the starter, though? Uh, no, they 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 said Lindsay was going to be the starter. I thought he was on some depth chart that I saw recently, and I was do... like, did I miss a news item? But I might have just seen a bad depth chart. I'm going to do Tyson. Hmm. Man, I hope that I hope Philip Lindsay is good. Yeah, ESPN has Lindsay as the number three. Obviously, that's not gospel or anything, but they have Ingram number one, Johnson number two, Lindsay number three. Uh yeah. I I think the team has said like Lindsay is their best rusher. I mean, Ingram is he's he's pretty much cooked. David Johnson is pretty much cooked. Uh I don't know if it's gonna be pretty, but I I'm, I feel pretty confident that Lindsay is gonna lead that backfield in touches. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, I certainly would hope so now that I got him. And obviously, you know, for not spite at all, it's just for my own my own interest. <laughs> um, Willis going with the zero tight end strategy so far. Let's it's about time to draft some three tight ends in a row, Willis. Let's see, so he'll get to choose from Evan Willis, Ingram. What are you doing, Willis? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? You know, some, when, the thing with Ben Roethlisberger, sometimes he just can't say no. I, I think Willis is going to blame that on a timeout. I know he is. I don't like that you didn't even acknowledge that joke, Pete. I don't think you need to Sorry. lead into it. <laughs> what, did, what did you say? I, my bad. I said the thing about Ben Roethlisberger, Pete, is sometimes you can't say no. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> I thought well, you were doing... I was hoping you were doing a follow-up on the what you talking about, Willis, but you were doing a, a cancelable joke. Which Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, you know, in a draft room. I don't know. I don't, if anybody else wants to infer anything else, that's on them. That's what yeah. I would say. Um, <laughs> five picks away. I really hate this team that I built, I gotta say. Uh, I do two spags. I hate it for you. <laughs> I've, oh, thank you. How do you feel about your team, Pete? Um, it's, it's not a team that I'm going to, you just fall asleep at night, just thinking about how beautiful it is. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
I'm I'm happy with like the structure I got. I feel like I missed out on some of the absurd values that some people got in the room. Like I'm jealous of Willis's Michael Carter. Um, there were some other really nice falls that I wish I could have been the beneficiary of. Um, but I kind of knew that this was how the draft was going to go. Um, and so now I'm just living with those consequences. And now, I mean, I, I'm taking a wide receiver and I, I hate it. Like I honestly, I guess we're going to just like add Tutu Atwell as just a huge dart with Stafford. I think it's reasonable. Like, I mean, if, you know, if somehow Deshaun Jackson gets hurt, like Tutu's going to be in there getting those, probably those passes that he would have gotten. That's um, what I'm going to tell myself. Let's see. So Terrell Williams is gone. I don't know about that. Uh, Ooh, Kadarius Tony is there and everybody loves him. Um, boy, this is, this is a terrible wide receiver <laughs> group that remains. Uh, all right. Hold on. Let me just, oh, fuck. Oh, I might be auto picking here. Yep. A lot of auto picks. Lewis auto picked it. Big Ben. Jonathan said he auto picked uh, Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's very engaged with this draft today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to get to Tyrod Taylor, but I was like, do I really want to take him on? Like a naked Baker is completely fine by me. It's sort of just, he just has to be passable in weeks that Josh Allen somehow is getting outscored by Baker, which I think is probably less than five on the year. Yeah, Willis uh, making a case that if you're going to draft every Texans wide receiver, you got to take our guy, Chris Conley, who is going to be the wide receiver three there, by the way. Wait, is he? Isn't it going to be Anthony Miller? No, I mean, Anthony Miller uh, just got ran out of town in Chicago because the team had no interest in him. Then he re-injured his shoulder. Uh, the team releases Kiki Kuti. Uh, it's wheels up for Chris Conley, baby. But I thought they released Kuti because they thought Miller was, I mean, he's going to play at some point this season. I think it's the most recent headline, uh, but yeah, not, I guess it's, yeah, it might be worse. Some, some point in the season doesn't sound great is what I would say. Yeah. I, okay. uh, I mean, I, I think they're going to probably give Miller a shot, but I think they're going to open up the year with Conley, Nico and cooks as their three wide sets. Uh, people asking to be sauced. Jonathan asked it for team three in particular. So Pete, you can sauce them up before we, before I have to go do a meeting. I have to do a professional what meeting. Time, what time's your meeting? Um, it's, it's, it's whenever, but I'm doing it at 11, 10. So we'll be good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think we talked about everything we needed to. But yeah, if you missed the earlier announcement in the show, Splash Play going to be going to three days a week. Probably not next week because of the, the holiday or whatever, but Pete yeah, and I I'm will traveling. figure it out. Yeah. Um, but probably for week two heading in, we'll be going to three days a week. Looks like Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be the shows, but we're going to figure out the best timings for Pete's schedule and what's going to be the most optimal uh, release time for all that stuff. But good news coming down the pike here. More content for us. We're going to uh, somehow we've roped somebody in to letting us continue to do this show and actually uh, get Pete another sponsor decal on his helmet. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm in this for collecting the most flair uh, for my <laughs> for my helmet. Um, yeah, we'll have to figure out our schedule next week because I am going to be in Vegas. Uh, we leave for Vegas on Wednesday night. I won't be coming back until Saturday evening. Um, so we might want to consider doing like an early show next week, like Tuesday or Wednesday during the day. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, we'll touch base we'll, on that, we'll but keep your eyes base. peeled at splash play pod. And we will certainly tell you guys there and boy, I do not like anything that remains, but I'll, I'll do it for you guys. I'll take this mediocre. No, he got drafted. <laughs> well, I guess I can't take Chris Conley then. Uh, wow. Conley got drafted. You know what? I'll take this guy. <laughs> I know Mike Leone would be upset about it. I feel like I've seen him tweet angrily at people taking Kadarius Tony, but he grades out like a Devonta Smith. He's just probably not going to be good. in that Joe judge Giants team that I, I don't think is going to be very good offensively. Um, let's toss in uh Jawan Johnson as our, our other guy. If, uh, if Callaway, isn't the guy then it basically has to be Juwan Johnson is what I'm going to tell myself. Matt saying, have a good day, boys. Drink lots of water, stretch, have a great long weekend. I agree. Everybody out there, drink lots of water. Hydrating is the key to staying youthful looking and young. Yeah. I still have my jug of water. That's now almost done. Uh, I was using this for my hot chip uh, show yesterday. So thank you for the reminder. Oh. Stay hydrated. I appreciate that. That is a gigantic water. Did you, I saw you com uh, not complain about it, but point out that it was awful. So you you did the Pocky one chip, but it's like a one chip in a bag of chips. Like, are so they think, all the one chip? I think they, they used to do, because a lot of people were telling me about that, that it used to be like one chip that would come and it was obviously insanely hot. But now they actually have just a regular size bag of chips that like look 
like Doritos basically, but have ghost pepper flakes or whatever on them. That doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I was in a ton of pain and I was feeling even more sensations than just heat in my mouth. I, I was like crying. I had a runny nose. I, I legitimately felt like I was high at one point, like my head was tingling. Um, it was not great at all. Uh, well, we, we finished our pick. So you want to start saucing some teams here while we while we're going for the sake um, of efficiency? Let's see here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I need to go to the, it's easier to go to the other view for, uh, saucing teams than the grid. So let me let this finish and then I will tab over now that this is done. Let's go over here. Results, uh, or no drafts. Wait, where are they? What is this? (laughs) I feel like the underdog, uh, oh, completed. This is, I'm so off my game right now. So this was the standard. It's not like you've been doing best ball drafts every day for a month. <laughs> I know. No, this was a $10. Where is this? Why can't I find it guys? Did they put it all the way at the bottom? It was a $10, 12 person. Where I don't, I don't see the team guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just assume that all of your teams were bad and all of our teams were good. I think that. <laughs> That must be it. I know. I, I know you have to get going here too. So I, I legitimately don't see it in my completed stuff, guys. Well, both saying go down. I'm looking for a ten dollar here because <laughs> most of the twelve person ones I did were five, but today I was feeling spicy and I did a ten. So I, I mean, I don't know what happened here. You just wanted to take more money from us, us hardworking Joes on underdog. I don't know what to tell you guys. The uh, underdog was trying to erase this, and if I'm. <laughs> Am I going crazy or am I? I People just think it's it. all the way down, but no, that's that's the cheaper ones. If it's active, then uh, where is it? All right, the chat. You guys really want to get sauced here. Um, load more. Okay, there it is. Thank you. At the very bottom. All right, I will sauce Spags. Do you? I, if you, Spags, do you want? Do you need to go? Do you want to just go, um, or do you want to just wrap it up? Yeah, no, let's just wrap it up. Okay. I mean, do it, do it fast. Like, yeah, let's get it out. But all right, I'm going to sauce. I'm going to sauce a couple teams here. The one, the one hole here uh, took Alvin Kamar. You can't pass on Christian McCaffrey. I think Kyler Murray and Carson Wentz are an awesome pairing. I am glad that you only went with four running backs with this build. Uh, wide receiver got thinned out, but you made up for it with volume. Very good structure. Pitts, Ebron, fine combo there. Uh, that's not good yeah. sauce, but don't, don't Tyler pass. Boyd wide receiver one is quite the choice. Yeah. Tyler Boyd wide receiver one, Christian McCaffrey pass. You can't, you can't do that. Um, let's see here. Who else, who else wanted the sauce? Condis wanted it. Condis wanted it. Where is he? Where is he? Uh, that one click for Condis or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, cuckoo, cuckoo for, for Condis, uh, Mahomes and Carr. He said he auto drafted Mahomes. Yeah. You don't want to be taking a quarterback early in a room like this. Your running backs are fine. Uh, you actually recovered nicely at wide receiver there. I like that you just hammered Fuller, Moore, Rugs, MBS, um, Waller, Janu. Nice pair, pretty solid, honestly, pretty solid. Uh, last one, we'll roast one do, more. Do Josh, do Josh Frick, JJ Frick, JJ Frick, the man who wanted the private league. Holy cow! Look at this hyper fragile team: Nick Chubb, <laughs> Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders. Way to take your foot off the gas if you are going to go hyper fragile and draft them early. That's how you do it. Rogers and Winston. Adams, you get the stack there. Of course, you take Visca, Mike Williams. Do we stack anyone up with Winston here? No Winston stacks, uh, but that's fine. You go three tight ends. I don't know. I'm crazy. I'd probably just go two tight ends with Tunyon and Hooper um, and tack on a fourth running back. I think the hyper-fragile builds are better for the large field tournaments. Um, I don't think it's as good of a strategy for an individual 12-man league. Yeah, I think you got good talent. Like, I think you definitely got good talent. It's just, you know, the structural thing's probably not there in the way that Pete and some of his peers might like. But but that is it. So there we go. That is our final best ball draft on here again. Lots coming up here on Pete's channel, on the Splash Play channel, on some of the Edge Sports channels in the next few weeks. So make sure you're following at Splash Play Pod. Follow at Chris Spags. Follow at Peter Overzet. And for all you guys out there, thanks for watching here on this Friday before holiday weekend. We very much appreciate you hanging out. Pete, any final words? No, I'm taking the weekend off. No shows for me next three days. I'll see everybody on Tuesday. All right. Enjoy the holiday, guys. We'll catch you soon.